I'm Warren Smith, and I'd like to welcome you to the Ministry Watch Podcast. You know, the Bible says that where our treasure is, there our heart is also. So it would make sense that if you want to do a heart examination on evangelicals, you should look at their giving habits. When you do that, you find that the evangelical heart is weak, if not downright diseased. Yes, evangelicals do give more than mainline Christians, and far more than those who are unaffiliated religiously. But giving among evangelicals still falls far short of the biblical standard of the tithe. And as we'll learn in a new study that we examine today, evangelicals give mostly to the same organizations that non-Christians give to. And some of those organizations are distinctly non-Christian. To help us unpack these new numbers, I have back on the program Ron Sellers. He's the president of Gray Matter Research and Consulting. Ron Sellers and I discuss a new study that his organization has done in conjunction with Infinity Concepts. That study, published just a week ago, is called The Favorite Charity, Evangelical Giving Priorities. Before we jump into the interview, I just want to note that we'll have a way for you to get a copy of this 26-page report in the show notes. Well, Ron, welcome back to the program. I'm tempted to use the old movie line, we've got to stop meeting like this, because uh, you've been putting out such interesting studies that I think I've had you on the program uh, about once a month for the last three or four months, and it's... uh, and you've done it once again. You've come out with another really fascinating survey, and I'm really pleased and, and grateful that you'll come back on the program to talk about it. So thanks for being on. Always a pleasure. Uh, you know, this study, um, I've got to say, even more than some of the other studies that you've done in the past has, um, you know, it's been a little bit of a, I was a little bit gobsmacked by it. I, I can't say that I was 100% surprised, but to see um, some of this data in black and white um, or in colors, <laughs> as y'all publish it in your study, um, really surprised me. I mean, I, for me, the headline was that Christians give to pretty much the same organizations that non-Christians give. I mean, there's some differences there, but uh, I was amazed at the similarities. Was that Was that a big learning for you? I would like to say, yes, it was, but to be honest with you, in some ways it didn't really surprise me because in working with both the Christian and secular populations, the Christian and general populations for more years than I will care to admit, um, I have seen more similarities between Christians and just non-Christians of the general population in a variety of areas than I have differences. In many ways. I mean, there obviously are differences. There are differences of religious beliefs and differences of religious activity, et cetera. But in many ways, when we look at uh, years ago, I remember doing a survey that that measured uh, viewing of R-rated movies and X-rated movies and uh, types of television programs and things like that, and really found no differences between the Christian population and the non-Christian population. So in some ways, I mean, I'd like to say, wow, this was really surprising, but in some ways, it's it's really a continuation of what we consistently see with with other factors. Yeah. Well, and just to dig into the numbers a little bit, uh, you know, Ron, on the Key Insights page, you say that there are 1.2 million 
nonprofits in this country that would be options for Christians to give to. But there were just 19 organizations that accounted for 53%, 53% of the organizations that Evangelical said was their favorite organization. So, I mean, brand really does matter. I mean, that's a pretty clear indication of that, it seems to me. Yeah, absolutely. And unpacking that, I think there are a couple of key points to make. Uh, number one, that 1.2 million organizations, we, we are not including churches or mosques or synagogues or anything like that. This is 501c3 organizations. And so what we did, we asked just one very simple question, which is outside of any local church, if you could only give to one charity or ministry, and we even put the words or ministry in there to make sure that nobody looked at the word charity and thought, oh, okay, that, that can't be a Christian organization, right? So we asked, if you could only give to one, which one would you name? That, that you would give to? What is, your, what is your number one priority for giving? And people gave us an organization. And so from that, we categorized what, what size it was. We categorized whether it was faith-based or not. We categorized what the overhead ratio was, what the cause is, the primary cause of the organization. And we found that uh, there, were, there were 19 different organizations that were named. In a survey of 1,000 people, we had hundreds that were named. But there were 19 that were named over and over and over again. In fact, accounting for more than half of the favorite organizations of evangelical Protestant Christians. And out of that list of 19, we had done this survey three years ago, just among the general donor population. Out of that list of 19, 12 of these were exactly the same as just donors in general. So the list isn't really that different. Now, you mentioned brand does matter. These were, these were generally huge organizations. I mean, the average income of the favorite organizations named in the study is over a billion dollars. It's $1.07 billion. So these are massive national and international brands. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's brands like the Salvation Army, American Red Cross, St. Jude, Children's Research Hospital, Samaritan's Purse, UNICEF. In fact, those are the top five favorites of evangelical donors. Yeah. Let's dig into that just a little bit, because that was that was the when I got to the list, uh, the actual list of the favorite charitable organizations, that was where I was just shaking my head. Um, because as you said, St. Jude's was the number one organization, the favorite organization on both the evangelical donor list and on the um, the American donor list, which I guess is just everybody. And uh, that especially astonished me. I would th- I would have thought that among Christians there would have been an evangelical um, organization at the top of that list. And in fact, among evangelical donors, if you look at the top five, only the Salvation Army and Samaritan's Purse would even be broadly considered evangelical. I mean, I, the um, the other three were American Red Cross and UNICEF. And I think you could make an argument that UNICEF is an organization, which is the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund. They've had some very serious problems over the years with funding, you know, activities that I think a lot of Christians would find abhorrent, a lot of evangelical Christians would find abhorrent. So, Again, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, Ron, but just to say that that list really astonishes me. It really, it kind of indicates to me a low 
level of understanding about what these organizations are really about. Is that a fair conclusion to draw? Well, I, I think that's, that's an assumption, but I think it's a pretty reasonable assumption. Um, it, it may also be that uh, these organizations are just so effective in their branding, their fundraising, their marketing, that they are penetrating the consciousness of evangelical donors the same way they're penetrating the consciousness of American donors in general. Um, and whatever message is coming through trumps everything else. It, it tops whether it's faith-based or not. It tops whether there may be activities that uh, that people would object to or anything along those lines. Yeah. And you know, we we hear about various scandals. We hear about activities, whether it's a, a faith-based or secular organization that um, that some people might object to. We hear about uh, some financial malfeasance occasionally with different organizations. And that'll come out in the news, but it, it pretty quickly tends to go away because the news cycle is very impatient and everybody can't wait to move on to the next big story, right? right. So the, the reality is with, with these, some of these activities that you mentioned would, uh, would surprise or even shock some people uh, with, with what the organization stands for, all that, you know, the reality is most donors really don't know what's going on with these organizations. They see the fundraising message, they see the videos or the pictures of the effectiveness, they hear a few things about them, and, and that's all they really need to see. And they say, well, you know, I haven't heard anything bad about this organization, so I'll go ahead and support it. And that's true in the evangelical world, that's true in, in just the American American society in general. It may be that um, the fundraising message and the strength of the brand just trumps everything else, it may be that the knowledge just isn't there because people are not really doing a lot of research in there. And, you know, one of the things that we see quite a bit uh, is that people will talk about, I want to know what the CEO makes. I want to know what proportion of my gift is going to go to uh, to the cause rather than to the organizational structure or something like that. And that's what people talk about all the time. And it's really unfortunate because while those are valid concerns, you know, you don't want to be giving to an organization where 50% of the money is going to uh, salaries and things like that. Uh, you know, to me, far more important is, is the organization truly having an impact? Is it really doing effectively what they're trying to accomplish? But that's something that's a lot harder to measure. It's a lot harder to find information on. And frankly, it's something that a lot of people simply assume unless they hear anything really, really bad about the yeah. organization. Yeah. Well, I think that's right. And of course, it, here at Ministry Watch, we cover these kinds of issues all the time. And, and you're quite right. It is hard to measure effectiveness. But let me, I'm going to go off script just a little bit, Ron, because I know this is something that you won't say and can't say probably because of, uh, you know, the lane that you try to stay in with the data. But uh, Saint, because St. Jude Children's Hospital is number one on the evangelical list and number one on the American donors list. I just feel like it's a certain duty and a responsibility to encourage all of our listeners to go to the Ministry Watch website and type in St. Jude into the search engine. You will see an, uh, a long article that we published about St. Jude a couple of months ago outlining problems there. At Ministry Watch, we try not to be anyone's Holy Spirit. We don't want to be the conscience for anyone, but we do want to provide information. And there's some information that 
donors to St. Jude need to know before they give another dime to that organization. And I would recommend that they go to our website and look at that. So with that shameless (laughs) self-promotion, let's move back to your uh, study, Ron. One of the other things that was fascinating to me about, about the study was that, you know, not only are you know, four of the top five organizations among evangelical donors. But if you if you keep going down the list, you start seeing a whole lot more similarity within these organizations uh, as well. I, I would say one of the biggest differences is that Planned Parenthood is one of the top 20 organizations in the, um, I guess, top 19 organizations among American donors generally. And fortunately, Planned Parenthood doesn't show up on the evangelical list. Other than a few exceptions, there's a lot of common ground between those two lists. There is. And as I mentioned, of the top 19 organizations among evangelicals, 12 of them were also among the top 20 favorite organizations of American donors in general. And so in the evangelical list, you do have faith-based organizations such as Compassion International, Joyce Meyer Ministries, World Vision, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, But you also have a lot of entirely secular organizations, such as Wounded Warrior Project, uh, American Humane Society, American Cancer Society, Feeding America, Goodwill Industries, United Way. So, again, uh, one of the things I, I think the most fascinating and surprising thing about this study to outsiders who who don't work in this world um, with research the way that I do and see all the data that I see on a regular basis is the fact that only a minority of evangelical donors actually name their top priority as a faith-based organization. Now, if you ask people, what would you prefer to give to? 84% of evangelicals say, I would rather give to a clearly faith-based organization. But then when you look at what is the number one priority, and I'm not saying they don't give to faith-based organizations at all, because many of them do, but if you look at what is the absolute number one priority of of evangelicals for giving, a majority, 54%, name an entirely secular organization. So for a lot of evangelicals, there's there's what they say they prefer, but, but then there's what they do, which is an entirely different thing. Yeah. I was also um, wanted to make a point here um, about Catholic charities. Among evangelical donors, Catholic charities showed up as one of the 19 ministries that they listed as their number one priority. Uh, We will occasionally get questions here at Ministry Watch about why we include Catholic uh, charities in our um, database of the thousand largest evangelical ministries in the country. It's like, you know, Catholic charity is not evangelical. It is faith-based, but it's not evangelical. And and I, your survey kind of validates our decision to do that because a ton of evangelical voters do, in fact, give to Catholic charities, which I think uh, wasn't a surprise to me because we had sort of identified that reality in the past, which is why we include them in our database. But um, I think it will be. I think that will be a surprise to a lot of our listeners and maybe a lot of readers of your study that Catholic Charities is one of the top evangelical charities in the country. Well, and and keep in mind when we're talking about um, the the favored organizations, it's not like Catholic Charities or World Vision or any of these other organizations was named by forty percent of evangelicals or sixty percent of evangelicals. I mean, this is 
you know, three, four, five percent with a lot of these that are naming this. But again, in in a world where there are well over a million different options for where people can give money, to have the same organization named by 30, 40, 50 people in a survey of a thousand evangelicals is is pretty telling. So you know, I, I don't want it to be, I don't want any of the listeners to understand that Catholic Charities is just raking in millions of dollars from evangelical donors. But, um, you know, when you've got 30, 35, 40 people out of a survey of a thousand saying my number one priority is Catholic Charities, I still think that's uh, that's a fairly interesting finding. And I think you're right, it does validate your decision. The, the lines, now this was a survey of evangelical Protestant donors. So if somebody was Catholic, they were not part of this survey. Right. And that's not that's not a um, you know, I don't want that to be interpreted as any sort of a comment on who's really a Christian or something like that, because that's that's not my role to say. Uh, but we wanted to we wanted to define this as evangelical Protestants. And so when Infinity Concepts and Gray Matter Research joined forces on this, uh, that was a, that was simply a decision that we made the same way that uh, no matter what beliefs anybody might have coming from uh, the Orthodox Church or Jehovah's Witnesses or the LDS uh, organization, they would be excluded from this research. This was evangelical Protestants. Sure. Well, of course, that makes it all the more telling that you you specifically excluded Catholics, and yet you found Catholic Charities to be at the top of the list of um, favored organizations. Um, you know, Ron, uh, don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, just, by the way, let me stipulate for the record that if you go to the show notes for this podcast episode, there will be a link that will take you to this study and, in fact, to the page that has all of the— um, uh, great matter research and infinity concepts studies uh, sort of lined up all in a row that you can that you can read and download if you or print or however you prefer to read those. So thanks, Ron, for making those those studies available, and also to our listeners, I want to make sure you know where you can find them. But is there anything else, sort of in closing, Ron, that jumped out about this study for you that um, was either a surprise or you think would be a surprise to our listeners? Well, I think there, for me, there were two main takeaways out of this research. And both the folks at Infinity Concepts and we here at Gray Matter Research, I mean, we have worked with collectively hundreds of faith-based of Christian organizations. And we regularly hear their leaders talk about evangelicals or Christians as our people, as, as if if you are an evangelical Christian, you're only going to be considering organizations that have a their faith as a, as a major component of what they do. There's an assumption that evangelicals are giving to faith-based organizations, and, and they are, but as we see in this research, to think that because somebody is a Christian, that their, their list of who they might give to is somehow limited to faith-based organizations is really completely wrong. And leaders of ministries need, they absolutely need to understand this, that just because somebody is a Christian, that doesn't mean that they're looking to give to a ministry organization. Um, and especially the fact, if we look at the causes that they give to, only, I believe it was 5%, you'd have to grab and read the report to make sure of this, but I believe it was only 5% gave to or prioritized what I will call exclusively ministry organizations. So whereas like a Compassion International or a Kids Alive, 
they're feeding kids, they're educating kids, now they're doing so in a ministry-focused manner. They're working through local churches, they're teaching the gospel, et cetera. Same with the World Vision and, and many, many, many other organizations. But their, their primary, their exclusive purpose is not uh, teaching, it's not preaching, it's not missions, et cetera. They're doing a lot of other work. When we look at organizations where the exclusive purpose or the primary purpose is teaching, that's only or sending missions or something that would be defined as, as truly, quote unquote, Christian work without a major element of, uh, of the, the benevolent type of work. That's only 5% that prioritize that. So yeah. it's really critical that ministry leaders don't feel like everybody out there is looking to send missionaries and everybody out there is looking to preach the gospel, et cetera, because that's a minority, a, a tiny minority of the evangelical population that is prioritizing that in their giving. The yeah. one other thing that I felt was really important, we, we not only asked people about what they prioritize, but as I mentioned earlier, we asked them about their preferences. And for those who did not say that they want to prioritize giving to an organization where their faith is a major part of the work they do, the main reason that they don't prioritize that, and this is this dwarfs all other reasons, is that they want to help people regardless of people's religious beliefs. That's 66% say that that is the main reason that they don't favor overtly faith-related organizations. Hmm. So what that what that tells me is that there are a lot of evangelicals out there who are not prioritizing giving to a very overtly faith-based organization because they don't entirely trust that that organization is going to be reaching beyond their religious beliefs. They don't entirely trust that a world vision or a Samaritan's purse is going to help a, a starving animist child or Muslim child or Buddhist child, right? And therefore they avoid prioritizing that in their work. So there's there's a lot of doubt that exists out there about the work of overtly faith-based organizations. And that's something that these organizations need to think about addressing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ron Sellers, thank you so much for being on the program today. Another fascinating study. And once again, we'll have a link to the study in our show notes and you can read all of the data for yourself. Ron, have a great day. Thanks again for being on. As always, I enjoyed it. You've been listening to my conversation with Ron Sellers, the president of Gray Matter Research, which just published a new study called the Evangelical Charity, Evangelical Giving Priorities. Before we go, I have a couple of quick notes for you. First, regular listeners to the podcast know that this isn't the first time that Ron Sellers has been on the program. If you're a ministry leader or if you're new to the program, you might want to give a listen to some of his previous appearances on the Ministry Watch podcast. His research provides insights into evangelical giving patterns that I have found to be extremely helpful. Just go to ministrywatch.com and type Ron Sellers' name into the search engine. You'll have all of those past appearances pop right up. I also want to remind you that there's an easy and absolutely free way that you can help this program. Just rate us on your podcast app. The more ratings we get, the higher we rank with search engines, and that makes it 
easier for other people to find us. Rating us just takes a second, doesn't cost you a dime. It's free, easy, and an important way that you can help the Ministry Watch podcast. And I finally wanted to mention that we have a free webinar coming up next week. Uh, It's a webinar that we've done before. It's called How to Find and Read a Form 990. It's been one of the more popular webinars that we've done. This may be the third or fourth time, in fact, that we have done it. If you'd like to sign up for this webinar, just look for a link in the daily emails that I send out. We've got a banner up at the top of those emails that has a link. Just click there. It'll take you uh, to the sign-up page. Um, It is free, but you do need to sign up uh, so that we have a record of your attendance and so we can send you a link so that when the time actually comes, you'll be able to get on the webinar. And by the way, it's May 11th. That's next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. The producers for today's program are Rich Rosal and Jeff McIntosh. We get database and other technical support from Kathy Goddard, Stephen DeBerry, Emily Kern, Rod Pitzer, and Casey Suddeth. And until next time, may God bless you.